Welcome back to another episode of Spilling Spilling Your Weekly Tea, and here are the top international headlines of the past week. So we have New Delhi continues to announce a new lockdown as the COVID cases continue to surge. Also, we have NASA successfully flies a small helicopter on Mars. From Latin America, the communist Cuba names their first non-classroom leader. Um, From Africa, we find that the residents have evacuated Cape Town as the fires continue to spread. And from Russia, we have blast put spotlight on shadowy Russian force. Also from the U.S., we have the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd. All the trials, the week's testimonies that are leading up to essentially a breakthrough of the racism suffered through the U.S. system. Hello, I'm Jorge Tapia and this is the National News of Portugal. First of all, Portugal's constitutional court blocks law decriminalizing euthanasia. The bill was passed by the Portuguese parliament in January. It allows euthanasia and medical assist suicide for terminally ill and gravely injured people. Last month, the country's president, Marcelo Rebelo de Sousa, asked the court to evaluate the law before his approval, saying that the legislation would create legal uncertainty. The court stated that the proposed law is imprecise in identifying the circumstances under which assisted suicide procedures can occur and what define a person in extreme suffering. If approved and passed, Portugal will become just the fourth country in Europe to legalize euthanasia after Belgium, the Netherlands and Luxembourg. The second news is that Portugal tightens border restrictions with other European Union member states. On Monday, the Portuguese government extended and tightened border restrictions along with other European Union's members as the COVID battle continues. This covers 11 EU member states, Bulgaria, Czech Republic, Cyprus, Slovenia, Estonia, France, Hungary, Italy, Malta, Poland, and Sweden. And that's all for the national news of Portugal. Hi, my name is Cristina, and today in the section of Economy and Finance, we are going to talk about the economy of Portugal. The economy of Portugal is ranked in the 34th in the World Economic Forum's Global Competitiveness Report. The currency of Portugal is the euro. The great majority of the international trade is done with the European Union, whose country received 72.8% of the Portuguese exports and were the origin of 76.5% of the Portuguese imports in 2015. The Portuguese currency, like I mentioned, is the euro, and the country has been a part of the eurozone since its inception. 
now we're going to talk about the change of the currencies before the peso we're going to start with the euro that is one euro is 23.86 pesos the dollar is in 19.83 pesos and the yen is 0.18 pesos and that's all for this section hello my name is david and today's news will be about the current situation in portugal as we all know covid19 has been affecting the economy around the world and portugal is no exception as the outbreak started to calm down Everyone thought that January was going to be more relaxed, but then the outbreak hit hard again and most countries had to do a second lockdown just to contain it again. Many countries began to earn money again during March as they have been opening shops, restaurants, etc. In the case of Portugal, they opened stores and all, but their economy still depends a lot on tourism and the second lockdown hit with the same force as the first one, but they are happy that the stores are reopening and making money again. There is no doubt that Portugal has recovered little by little, but we can never be too careful or we could have a third lockdown very soon. My name is David and we'll be back after these commercials. Hello, I'm Joanna Diaz, and today on World News, Cuba's Communist Party has announced Miguel Diaz-Canel will succeed Raul Castro as the party's first secretary. Mr. Diaz-Canel, who is 2008 succeeded Mr. Castro as Cuba's president, has been widely tipped for the arguably more influential post of party leader. The transition means that the island will be governed by someone other than Fidel or Raul Castro for the first time since the Cuban Revolution in 1959. Moving on to South Africa. There was an emergency of workers who had to be evacuated from three 17-story residential buildings overlooking Cape Town as a huge fire burns down along Table Mountains. The blaze spread quickly after breaking out on Sunday morning near a memorial to a political serial rotas. Many things were destroyed, including restaurants, historical figures, historical things, like the reading room at a university that's 200 years old. Um, in the Jagger Library, including unique collections of African books and archives, many still have, haven't been explored, as well as some 350 historic collections were lost, and so on. It was very devastating how such legacies and history was destroyed in, in, a, simple of, in a moment of seconds, thanks to this fire. Now moving on to the French winemakers, who face a devastation after the worst weather in 30 years. One of, the Fran one of France's biggest export industries is facing a devastating blow after an unusual severe frost earlier this month damaged vineyards across the country, heaping pain in winemakers already reeling from the pandemic and the U.S. tariffs. The frost has affected 80% of, of the vineyards in France's primary wine-growing areas, according to the European Committee of Wine Companies. This is expected to cause a yield loss ranging from 25% to 50% in some regions. This is going to affect the, the French economy a lot because they are the biggest wine producers any, around the world. And it's, and it's going to be a big, big impact in their economy. Hello, guys. My name is Daphne. And as you may know, today we're going to be talking about Portugal. So Portugal is the westernmost point of Europe's 
and lies on the west coast of the Iberian Peninsula. Most people live along the coast, with a third population living in the large metropolitan areas of Lisbon and Porto. The official name is the Portuguese Republic. The capital is Lisbon. The population is 10.28 million people. The official languages are Portuguese and Mirandese, and the currency is the euro. Portugal cities still retain their historic character and many of the old buildings remain intact. The art of tile painting and glazing, known as azulejos, is one of the most popular art forms in Portugal. Eight out of ten Portuguese people are Roman Catholic, since they and religious festivals are very popular events. For government and economy, Portugal is a democratic republic and has been a member of the European Union since 1988. The country went through several forms of government in its history. Portugal was once the world's richest country, but because this wealth was not used in developed domestic industrial infrastructure, Portugal gradually became one of the Western Europe's countries. Portugal's economy is now growing and dominated by services. Manufacturing constitutes a significant share of output, uh, while agricultural output is relative minor. If you're thinking of visiting uh, Portugal, you absolutely have to visit Lisbon, Sintra, Porto, Évora, and Ovidios. And finally, as always, I'm going to share with you some fun facts about Portugal. So Portugal is the oldest country in Europe. Renewable energy is a big focus for Portugal right now. Portugal is one of the world's top surface spots, and the oldest bookstore in the world is in Lisbon. I'm Jorge Tapia, and this is the summary of chapter one, part three of the Orientalism. Well, this part three talks about how Islam created a perception through Europe as a bad thing and also how Napoleon traveled to Egypt on a way that he wanted to improve them and tell them knowledge about Europe and like the Eurocentrism create Europe in Egypt also the creation of the Swiss Canal is a thing in this part because Mr. Ferdinand de Lesseps was a Frenchman and he instructed this canal and he said that this canal will make progress and benefits to people who could never have done it for themselves talking about Egypt and their orientalism so it is all almost the same as the first chapter the first part because they still have this despective way to refer to the east and like I said Napoleon wanted to take Egypt and make it another part of Europe but this Swiss Canal thing changed it all and he saw that they could do things and progress but it also the idea state about the orientalism and they don't accept that they can progress as much as Europeans.
Hello, my name is Avne, and I'm going to be sharing with you my thoughts about this chapter of the Orientalism book. So first I'm going to brought something up about the introduction. That was that the Orientalism uh, actually had a lot of history, culture, and also writers that gave to the Orient a very important, significant, and a very powerful message to the world. Uh, this because in this chapter we can see a lot of the literature of that period. This chapter is full of examples about how the West was able to advance on the East. Also, there's a misconception that everything that was good about the Orient was framed as a product to the European connection. As we read in the first chapters and in the introduction, uh, there has always been this idea of the Europe is better than any other country or any other culture, and that also applies to the Orient. The author also mentions and discusses the first texts that arise out the European and Eastern contact as the first Orientalist text. For example, there is a very important topic that was mentioned in this chapter that was the Napoleon's expedition to Egypt. Uh, this is important because this journey or this expedition uh, was made with a team of intellectuals from the year Orient. And also because in that journey, though, um, Napoleon's mentioned how the West began to assert its power over the East. Uh, it was like a, uh, he defined it as a connection to the distant Europe past. And this decreased the threat of Iceland. The chapter established how the Orient was no longer the other like country, but was like a physical location that the West now had power over. Chapter also set the basis of how, despite changing relations with the Orient, the basis of knowledge remain. Part 1, Section 3 of the Oriental Orientalism talks a lot about how the, the Orient was like a barbaric place, that they needed help from the West, and that they couldn't do anything without them. That is why, supposedly, Napoleon took this trip to the to the orient or to egypt to make it once more like what it was before in its highest glory but since napoleon took this project on he wanted to make it look like they were in control and that the nation had fallen into barbaric hands so at this point the orient shifted from a deceptive from a being of deception to the means of creation that they were going to restore everything and make it all better so in order to do that they did the, the Suez canal and a lot of money and effort was put into to build the to build the canal which justified the means of de lopez arguing that it would pass from the people who couldn't to the people who could saying that the people in the orient were not good enough qualified enough or had enough money to actually do something to join the west so, to do that, the the distance between 
the Orient and Europe was cut down thanks to the canal. So now the West officially had power over the East. Now, thanks to Napoleon's journey and thanks to the creation of the Suez Canal, the Orient was no longer the other place, the other country, but it was a physical location the West had power over because it symbolized that the the distance between those places was destroyed. So, um, despite the distance being shortened and all that stuff, the knowledge and history of the Orient didn't really change. So what was the point of all this if they kept seeing the Orient as what they used to do before? As barbaric people that needed to be dominated, no history or anything was actually changed. So what was the point of them doing all this if they were going to still treat the Orient like it was before and not let it expand to its mighty and glory it was before?